Hey yo, fellas, we we made men. We made men. Try to believe that within. I just wanna be a good man. Okay. I know you all, but tell me you a good man. Tell me you're a good man. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you yes you are enough. Okay. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. Right beside you, I'm right behind you. I know that life could be hard. Right? You're not a coward, you got the power for talking about your stars. No, you're not so. Let me inspire you, empower you because society may want to see you fall. You got another brother to call. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you yes, you are enough. Don't bluff. Okay. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a hey. hey, I'm here, my brother. I love you. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. Oh, yo, listen up, listen up, people. I'm excited right now. You're listening to your man, DB Empowers, Derek Butler Powers, and you're rocking out with me in the Made Man Project. Made Men Project. You know what Made Men is about? It's about motivated, accessible, disciplined, and expressive men. And we're talking to men of all walks of life, of all different type of backgrounds, all race, religion, colors, creed. It doesn't matter when you're a man, you're dealing with man type things. So we're talking to men today just about some of the struggles, some of the things that goes through, and what it means to basically be a man um, in today's world. So I have a special, special guest on. I knew this brother for a long time. Uh, he's an amazing man. I'm gonna introduce him, let him dig into himself. I'm gonna let him speak about himself, but this brother is inspiring, he's motivating. His music is off the charts, and I don't even listen to like today's rap music, but this brother right here is doing something special. I got the one and only artist, Anderson. How we doing, brother? All is good, brother. How you living? How you living? Man, I'm, appreciate, I'm, I'm you having, appreciate you having me on, man. Oh uh, man, I appreciate you. I'm blessed to have you on right now, brother. So tell the people who you are, what you're about, man. Well, my name is Artis Anderson. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, born and raised. I uh, currently uh, reside in Las Vegas. Uh, so I'm out here West Coast living, you know, Vegas chilling. And um, um, a little bit about myself. Um, I do music. Uh, I have a nonprofit. And, um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith and, and, uh, you know, I don't really like talking about myself too much. So, I, you know, I, I, I always try to figure out what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who got some powerful lyrics and powerful bars, and you don't want to talk about yourself. But I get it, though. You're a humble brother. You've always been that way. So I'm going to speak about you, man. This brother here, I know him through my brother. Him, my brother, and, and a couple other guys are very, very, very close friends. And they break that mold. They break that standard of, you know, you only get one or two good friends in your life. When I say these gentlemen are crew, these gentlemen are down for each other. They are brothers. I love and admire the relationship that these guys have. And now, how, how many of y'all in that group, brother? Y'all about seven or eight deep, ain't you? Yes, ten strong. You know, ten. ten. Strong. Yeah, 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 man. And that's amazing. But you know, we're just an extension of y'all, the garage. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, just, hey listen. Woo, them garage days. But now, like when I left. When I left Richmond, man, I knew that I left my youngest brother, my baby brother, in good care because it was just it so happened to be that me and Jared left at the same time. Me and my middle brother left at the same time, so it was nobody but the baby brother. But I knew he was in good care because he had a squad. He had supportive brothers around him that loved God, that know the Lord, and they always uplifted and supported each other. And this young man was a catalyst. He he. <laughs> He was a good dude, man. A positive one, kept everybody on the right track. I mean, these brothers, man, they, they were great, man. I'm just so I'm so happy and grateful to know them, to be a part of that that chemistry that these guys have, man. So we're going to jump into this thing, man. Like I said, this is the Made Man Project. And right now, we're here to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity. You know, we're here to challenge and change the male narrative. You know. Yeah. So many men are being crushed under societal demands to be tough, deny any kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any internal hurt and pain, man. So it's time to change that narrative. So, Artis Anderson, as a boy, who and what was your example of a man? 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a unique dichotomy of, of like my examples of men. Right. Um, my, my, my grandfather on my mother's, on my, on my, on my dad's side passed away when I was, uh, young. Right. Uh, younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, I said my grandmother, I mean my grandfather, sorry. Okay. It's okay. My grandfather, my grandfather passed away on my dad's side when I was a baby. Right, right, right. Um, my grandfather on my mom's side passed away uh, right when I graduated high school. And, and so in my dad's relationship, my dad didn't talk. If anybody, like everybody that knows me knows, like, right. ever around my dad, he does not talk. He doesn't, he just doesn't talk. So I can't count how many, like, one-on-one conversations I've had with my dad on right. one hand. right. So my example of, of a man was, was visually was always there. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, the counseling, the coaching, the mentorship, I never had that mm-hmm. um, growing up. Right. You right. know, not, you know I, I was never taught this is what men do. This is how men walk. This is how men, you know, behave. This is, you know... I had to like just kind of watch. Mm. No pun intended. No pun intended. But I had to like I had to watch like different men. So growing up, a lot of the men that I aspired to were musicians. You know, right? right. Um, people that people that lived on stage. So okay. that was my um, a lot of times what I aspired to uh, the entertainment world as far as men. Right. And that and that kind of shaped me. Um, a lot, a lot in terms of how I, I grew up as a man. Got you. What? So as a boy, like growing up, like not really having that example. What was the one thing that represented manhood to you when you was younger? Like, what was that one thing that just like, yo, that's a man? Like, what stood out for you? So interesting. Interesting enough, it was my dad. Okay. Because even though he didn't talk, he always was home. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so. He, he, he didn't really talk to my mom, but he would always provide. He didn't really, mm-hmm. like, talk to me and my brother, but he always had our back. If some, like, I, I, like, I remember times where, like, he was always there. Like, if I'm getting picked up at a game, he's always on time. He's never late. He never showed up late. So that's why I get it from, like, I, I, don't, I can't stand being late. Got you. Got so, you. like, those types of qualities mm-hmm. I learned from watching him on, on how to – um, how to behave towards your wife? Yeah. How how to treat your wife? How to how to provide? How to be disciplined? How to how to be consistent? Um, how to be dependable? All those things came from my father. So I know it sounds crazy because he didn't talk, but even though I didn't learn in terms of the counseling, the mentorship, the the vocal, I was able to see it, and that was good enough for me. Um, in terms of me having that foundation. I got you, brother. That's deep, man. That's powerful, too, because, you know, once again, that goes back to, like, you know, men, back especially, you know, a couple of generations before us, man, they didn't really talk. Like, it was, you yeah. know, you know, and if they did say something more, like they were scolding you or correcting you. So I, I get it, and it just brings me back to, you know, fences with Denzel Washington when he was telling his son, like, what you mean, why? I got the, what makes you think I got to like you? I provide for you. I make sure you're fed. I do, you know what I'm saying? So, they like, when it comes to that, why do I have to talk to you? Aren't yeah. you fed? Aren't you taken care of? Like, so, and that's how the man thought back then. So, I'm not making excuses because I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it was wrong. That's what the, that's what the culture and the time was back then. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, I know I had a couple uncles like that that really didn't talk. You know, really yeah. didn't talk. Yeah, it's interesting because um, culture has a way of shaping us. Yes, yes. Um, and and everything everything derives from a culture. Yes. How we talk, how we walk, how we um, express, how we, um, you know, the things we do, um, our codes, our, our conduct, all these things are, are a byproduct of our culture. And, and the issue with a lot of the men that, uh, raised us or brought us up is, um, and me being a man of God, I have to always go to this point. 
God has a culture and by which he asks us and requires us to live. Yes, sir. And that culture, um, and inside of that culture, the man is supposed to uh, be the head. Absolutely. So being, being the head of the home does not relegate us to specific duties. It relegates us to all duties. The, the, uh, the Bible yeah. says the, the Bible says the woman is the help. Mm -hmm. So if she's the help, in what area of life should she be the head? <laughs> hey, hey, you're absolutely right, bro. Yeah. So, so what we're dealing with is we leave the nurturing and the emotional aspect of development yeah. as a child to the woman, yeah. and that is her place as a help. But we are to also do it. Yes. She's supposed to help us in the nurturing. We don't, it's not, it's not the man provides, the woman nurtures. Yeah. It's the man provides, the man cultivates, the man nurtures, the man protects, the man, and the woman helps do all of that. Across all areas, brother. That's Across deep. all areas. Yeah. yeah. Um, to correlate the script, uh, the, the Bible says, um, a man does, that does not take care of his own is worse than an infidel. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times when we think about taking care of our own, we always think about financially. But the issue is men are not taking care of their communities or their homes or their families emotionally or spiritually or, yeah. menta or mentally. Yeah. yeah. And so what we're dealing with is an issue of we have adopted the the um we have adopted the lifestyle of a culture um instead of embracing the culture of the kingdom which is what god has called us to and so for example a lot of our men have embraced the hip-hop culture right for example and hip-hop raised us and hip-hop cultivated us and hip-hop dressed us Absolutely. and hip-hop hip taught us Absolutely. and so when we live by certain codes for example no snitching just a small example we are willing to allow a woman in our community who lost a son or a daughter to violence. Now, hear me out. We're, we, we, we are allowing that woman to not have any peace or any closure for the sake of a code. And as, men, and as men, we pride ourselves in living by that code instead of taking care of our people in our community. And so that's just a small example. And I know there's nuances and there's another depth level to it, but I'm just using that as an example, a blanket example to we will live by our code as men and let our women suffer, our community suffer. We'll let our family suffer. We'll let our, our systems, like there, there's, uh, before I go off on the tangent, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of the culture that we, we have adopted, we have to get rid of the culture of the world and pick up the culture of God. Absolutely. Hey, brother, I definitely agree, man. And you know, you know hey, wholeheartedly, you know, and I don't, I don't try to force my beliefs on everybody else, but you have a line in your song that says, you know, I don't want to misquote it, but like, I, I believe in God and I ain't nothing to argue about. Or that's, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree, but that's just what it is. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Jesus is Lord, you don't have to agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe you believe yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm with you on that. So, man, you you know, you you hit a lot of different points, man, which are very interesting. So, what you did was just shine a light on how well-rounded you are, how grounded in your faith you are. So, what made you that man you are today? Share share your story with the people. Well, I think it's important that everybody understands that um, development and counsel is key to to to, to the individual. Right. A lot of people are not cultivated in who they are, mm -hmm. Me meaning, um, meaning, we, you know, according to my belief system, I, I truly believe that everything that we are has to be uh, discipled in us. Right. A, a, a young girl has to learn how to be a woman. Right. She has to learn how to be a wife. He has to learn how to be a husband, a father. Right. Right. He has to learn how, how to cook and cook. So, so ultimately, I believe everyone has to have uh, someone that can mentor and teach and train them. Mm -hmm. and, for me, and for me, 
my life took a turn when I when I met my my pastor, my leader, um, um, Pastor Joseph T. Hackett. Okay. And and when I met him, it it was like I ran into a brick wall. Right. And and I always tell people, um, you always keep going in the direction you're going until you run into something stronger than you. Right. 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 And 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 bigger than you and more powerful than you. Mm-hmm. And, and just from his discipleship and his counsel and his wisdom and his teaching, he 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 helped me to um, shape what kind of like shape the clay that I was. You know, it was like right. right. I had I heard I had certain characteristics that were good. I have a lot of characteristics that were I had a lot of characteristics that were bad. And he was able to kind of show me and shape me just as a man, as 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 a father, as a son, as a man of God, as a believer. Um, as a brother, as a friend, and, and so that 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 mentorship, that fatherhood, um, was, was the very thing that kind of helped me become who I am. And I encourage everybody to seek that out. A lot of times, people want to live in this place of rebellion and, and rebel against authority. And a lot of people have a reason why they do that because um, somebody took advantage of them when they were vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I, and I know that becomes a whole nother world of a conversation. Um, but, but for me, it was when I, when I ran into somebody um, that God placed in my life who had what I needed and it showed me the importance of discipleship and development and, 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 and embracing counsel. Oh. And, and as men, we have to humbly accept another man telling us where we're mm. screwed up. Yeah. So how did that impact your life moving forward? Like, was it like almost like it was a fork in the road and you either had a choice to go left or get right? Like to, to, to buck against his discipleship and his mentorship? Or, you know what, like, you know, this is this is where I need to be. This is my fork in the road and I got to make the right decision. Yeah, I think I think it was a fork in the road, not because I would not because it was something life threatening. Right. But it, but it was because God had a plan. And, and and when God has a plan for your life, the, the signs and things will, 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 will really, really line up. And, and when I met him, I knew it was time for me to actually get to know God the Father. And, and he was that he was that place for me. Um, and, and so for me, um, it, it became very uh, instrumental for me to really just embrace what I know God was trying to give me. So with that being said, I'm going to throw this word out there because it's a very controversial word and men expect women to do this all the time. But submission. what I'm gathering, so what you're saying is you had to submit. Yes. My man. 100%. Woo! I mean, um, you, you, you cannot be a true man unless you're submitted. Thank you. Let me say it a little bit better. You can't be a, a fully mature, developed man unless you know how to submit. Yes. And a lot of times men want to throw around that word, you know, I want my woman to submit. I want my woman to submit. The Bible said, but you're missing the key element with the Bible, who we're supposed to submit to first. As the yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? W women, so. uh, women have no problem submitting to a man who's worth it. Mm. Um, one of the things we, uh, that a lot of men, and this because they have not been discipled or mentored. If see, it's, it's one thing to live by pieces of the book. <laughs> right, right, right. What, what's convenient. Yeah. What's convenient. Right. Yeah. But, 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 but in the same scripture, it says uh, very plainly, husbands and wives submit to one another. Mm. Mm. See, 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 see um, Adam gave us the first true idea of submission. Right. He was, he was willing to go to sleep to give. Absolutely. He was willing to submit to give of himself. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that, is that when we look at submission, a man who submits is a man who's a giver. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of times submission is not a sign of dominance. Mm. It's, it's a sign of surrender. Yes. So, so, for example, to be the head of a thing doesn't mean to be at the top. It means to be at the bottom. So what it means is that women have to be willing. We have to be willing to allow. We have to be willing to be stepped on so that they can stand up. 
See, so, when, when you when you think about foundations, right? The foundation of a home is at the bottom, and then the house is built on top of that. So you being the head of the home is not you being the roof looking down on the woman. It's you being on the ground looking up while she steps on you with her dirty shoes. Well, come on now. Bro, come on with it, brother. Like, but that's real talk, though. And that's not part about breaking this false sense of masculinity and what it means to be a mature, developed man. You know, yeah. it's not about running or ruling your household. It's about being whatever, whatever your household needs you to be. Hit yeah. me with that line real quick. Because, and I called you about this. When Z's popping, you're beside oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit me with that. Like, break that down real quick. So, so in, the, in the song, Do What I Want, where well, it's called Galatians 5.13, Do What I Want. Basically, what I'm saying is, um, when she's going through some things, I stand beside her. Absolutely. Right? When she's popping, doing things, I get behind her. Whew. So mm. what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that let, let me give you the full, let me give you the full idea. Gotcha. When when my wife is in danger, my job is to stand in front of her and take the blow first. Absolutely. Because that is the death. I'm gonna give. Let, let me tell you where that comes from. Uh. Jesus said, I mean, uh, uh, the scripture says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Church, right. Christ loved the church by dying for it. Giving up his life. Yeah. Ultimate sacrifice. So, I, so our first, our first sign of being a man and a husband is being willing to die. Mm -hmm. For the sake of our woman. Right. Because we represent the wife and he represents the husband in our marriage. My marriage with Christ he represents mm -hmm. the husband and I'm the wife. Mm. Pause. Real quick. So tell me, is that going to be hard for men to swallow what you just said? Because you put a label on something that is not yeah. supposed to go on. You said Christ is the husband and in context, that makes you the wife. Yes. Now, I know a lot of people will misunderstand that. And so... Just dig into that a little bit deeper, real quick. Just dig into that. I want you to carry on what that means because that's, that line in that song really caught me, man, because that's the same approach that I have with my lady. That's the same approach that I have with what comes to my family. So go ahead, brother. Yeah, so, so ultimately what we're talking about is if God is the father outside, like, and, he, and we're his children, and whenever we talk about God in any context, we're talking about him as the head, him as mm -hmm. the male. Mm -hmm. and, and we, the bride of Christ, are married to Jesus Christ mm -hmm. so yeah. that we can be joined back to the Father. So when, I, so when we talk about the masculine, when we talk about the terminology, yeah. it's not in the sense of saying that I'm a woman. It's just, saying that, it's just saying that my relationship with him is symbolic of a mm. wedding, and he's my bride and I'm his groom. So right. in a sense, when I marry my wife heterosexually, yeah. right? Heterosexually, when I marry my wife, I become Jesus to my wife. Thank you. Got and it. so I get in front of her to protect her because I'm willing to die first. That's the sacrifice. Yes, sir. But, but another word, I just, I'm going to throw this caveat out there. Humility plagues men. But I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Sorry, the lack of humility plagues men. Mm -hmm. And we are so busy living inside of the image of our ego that we aren't, we aren't able to see clearly. That's another conversation. Oh, but something so, then, so because we yeah. got humility here, but coming off that word is humiliation. And yes. man's biggest fear is humiliation. To be humiliated. To be humiliated, yeah. I like so, that. Yeah, yeah, I like brother. that. Yeah, brother, we you you know it goes deep. <laughs> you, oh you yeah, know like, yeah, you know it goes. Like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, hey, you, to you be, got permission to, to use that. Just throw my name in the song, okay? Just I got you. Your powers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your thought, though, brother? Because you really break. Yeah, well, right well, now. you know when she's popping, I you know I I stand beside her because I don't yeah. want to take well. 
uh, when she's going through some things, I stand beside her. Right. Meaning that I want her to know that I'm on her side mm -hmm. and I'm with her through everything. Mm -hmm. But when she's popping, doing things, I don't want who I am as a person to to steal her thunder. Because because even in our marriage, and we and we've had conversations about this. We, we if if you know, if you were to dive into our like private conversations, a lot of times we we talk about how my life has always been magnified. Um, I, I've always been in the spotlight, you know, yeah. my, yeah. pretty much my whole life. Yeah. And so and so for her, sometimes, um, well, well yeah, sometimes she found it difficult. Um, on how to be my wife, because I, because for for even though I'm not Jay Z in terms of like popularity, yeah, within my sphere of influence, I'm I'm, I'm a big deal to a lot of people and yeah, other people. Absolutely, you make a major impact. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bible says, "Let another man praise you." That's why I, I, got, I, I no, I got careful. you. I yeah. got you. But to them, I'm you know I'm on this pedestal, and so when, when she so in that. It's my job to make sure that when she's popping, that I am out of the way. I am hidden behind her, so she knows she got my support, but she don't got to worry about trying to live up to my hype or have to worry about being like as good as me or whatever. Because I'm not better than her. I'm not above her. I I'm not more. I'm not more anything than her. She don't. Yeah, she don't have to worry about being in your shadow. Exactly. She doesn't yeah. have to live in this, in of this, like, I want her to be free, right? Because because a lot of times, um, for women, they've already been oppressed long enough. Absolutely. And, and as black women, they've been oppressed double time being black and a woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when she got something going, I'm behind her 100%. What do you need? You need money, you need this, you need support, you need promo, like, whatever, whatever it is, you need support, I got you, I'm out the way. Like, I'm not even on camera, like, I just got your back. That's great. You brought up something. One, so your ego or lack of ego and, and 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 proof of humility allows you to step back. Even though you are a superstar, you allow your wife to have her do just and shine on her own. Like, you don't, you don't have to magnify her for her to shine. You allow her to shine on her own merit. How, what steps did you take? Because it's hard, it's hard being with a celebrity. It's hard being with, you know, someone who women admire and men want to be like, so then they hate me. It's hard. So what step did you take to reassure her that regardless of what I do out here in front of this camera, in front of my sphere of influence, that this is you and I? What steps did you no, take yeah. to reassure her? Well, number one, the steps that I take and I encourage everyone to take is your day-to-day -day decisions and lifestyle can do much more than anything you could ever say. Actually, <laughs> yes. my goal, women, women by nature, how God created them, they need to hear. They need to hear. Yeah. That's why Adam said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She yeah. shall be called. He, he, he sees what he likes and he's, he's verbally building her up. Yeah. So, so women need to hear that. Um, but 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 most importantly, my my aim is to say as less as possible, so that my actions can say mm -hmm. more than my words could ever do, mm. and, and so my words become icing on the cake, and my words become a byproduct of what she already knows, and so the steps I take is to stay grounded in who I am as a person, uh, and, and live according to my beliefs and my social norms and and in my culture. Yeah. And, and and so so if I'm around women, if I if I'm going to certain places, if I'm certain things that I do, you know, being a pastor too, you know, you gotta counsel women, you gotta absolutely do it. so so anything I do, I make sure, you know, hey, you, you know, such as texting me. Like mm. she got the, you know, she got the passwords to my phone, mm. like absolutely like none, like none of that silly dumb stuff people trip over, like like I, I don't understand why people let dumb stuff ruin something great like you can have the code to my phone like it's just it's silly to me like you know cool like anything in the thing but here's the thing too my wife isn't even asking for it about that right 
Right, because it's just it's just what I choose to do. Right. And that yeah. foundation is there. Like that's the same way with my phone. My phone has the fingerprint joint on it. My wife's fingerprints are in she ain't my wife yet. She's fiance. She her fingerprints are in there. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But she yeah. type that running down on my stuff. This is the first relationship that I've been in. And brother, you you was at my wedding. And you know, I you know, I, I failed as a man and as a husband due to what you're talking about, the choices that I made. I talked good, I I had the best intentions, but my choices didn't match my words, my actions didn't match my words. I made choices. I I, I did what felt good instead of what was good for me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I was a slave to that pleasure. I was yeah. driven by some unresolved issues I had in my past, some unresolved trauma. And I used sex as a way to cope with the things that I've been through. So therefore, I made choices based on my pleasure. I made choices based on feeling comfortable and feeling good. And therefore, I jeopardized something that I had. So and that's now, one of the and that's why that's one of the biggest reasons why I respect you. You know, you my big brother, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. You, you're saying a word that most people run away from. You, you you made choices, and you and the word that people love to throw out there is mistakes. Yeah, yeah. See, a mistake and a choice are two different worlds of of, of a thing. Break it down, brother. <laughs> you Break know, and, yeah. And, and you have my utmost respect because even though you made your choices, you know. And in some in whatever mistakes there were, you, you, you owned up to it, you accepted mm -hmm. it, and you learned from it. A lot of people, they keep saying, oh, I, I just made a mistake. And it's like, you have to realize that, and a lot of people misconstrue this too, just because you did it one time, that doesn't make it a mistake either. See, a mistake is something that you had no idea you were doing was wrong. That's Ooh. a mistake. Yeah. No a knowledge. Choice. Yeah. 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 No knowledge. A choice is you being fully aware of what's going on and what what you're doing and why you're doing it while you're doing it. Brother, and, you know, yeah. And, and that's a great point. And that's what I get into. I knew this conversation was going to be great. That's why I was so happy to get you on. I know you're busy and everything, but I get into this with my clients. I'm not talking about my clients is when we come to shift in our mindset. It starts with you taking 100% accountability for your life. For you understanding that the outcomes you get in life are not due to the things that you've been through, to the things that happened or did not happen to you. Your outcomes in life come down to the way you respond to the things that happened to you or didn't happen to you. It comes down to the choices you make. And brother, a lot of people buck on that. That's yep. hard for them to hear. But I don't give them no wiggle room because we are the total sum of our choices. It all comes down to the choices you make. So that's why it's important to make the choices that align with what you want in life. And that's the problem. A lot of times, a lot of our men don't have the leadership to be held accountable for their choices. Yeah. yeah. Pastors have failed us. Ooh. Police have failed us. Yes. Judges, lawyers, you know, community people, mayors, district people. Men have failed us on many levels. And so what 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 happens is, and this is gonna sound familiar, I'm a product of my environment. Whoo! That's an excuse. That's that's a cop out. Like, well, you know, I see so and so doing. At the end of the day, like I, I try to, you know, one thing I hit with my clients, man, is we had to identify and clarify what you want. See, yeah. when you don't know what you want or where you're going, how the hell can you make the choices to get you there? How can you take the proper steps to get you there? That's why you end up all over the place, distracted and and, and off course, because you don't even know where you're really trying to get to. Then it comes if, down if, to the yeah. discipline. Yeah, go ahead. If, you're, if your environment never taught you two plus two is four. Yeah, yeah. Then you can say you're a product of your environment. Yes. Until 
I teach you two plus two is four. Show you something better, yeah. Now, you cannot live by the statement, I'm a product of my environment, that you used to be a part of, because now you have stepped into an area of knowledge, and now you are a byproduct of that knowledge. Mm. And so the issue is, men have to be held accountable. Men have to be humble enough to be held accountable. Men have to be willing to submit to another man to be accountable. And a lot of men struggle with these concepts. So all they have left to fall back on is being a product of their environment, the excuses, the lack of accountability, um, the, la the lack of responsibility. And the only people that suffer are our women and children. Yeah. And so what we have to understand is, and I'm a big believer in this, and men hate me when I say this, every single thing on the face of this planet that is wrong is man's male, male responsibility. Absolutely. But, so, but you're taking it deep, like, because that comes from our belief system. That comes from understanding our power, the power that's yeah. in the choices, understanding, you know, our, our, our birthright and the, you know, what, was, what comes from God or the, the, what's the word? I lost the word I want to use, but basically the command that comes from God, like we have a duty, we have a service to provide and we're not doing it. We're not. And yeah, a lot of times, right. and, 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 and what we're not doing, we're not trying to bash men because it's hard out here for men because a lot of them don't know a better way to do things. A lot of them choose not to know a better way to do things or to take action with what they know. So that's what we're trying to do right now is to educate, break down this false sense of masculinity and what it means to be a man. Quick question for you, man. When it comes to emotion, what was harder for you, if hard at all, was it identifying your emotions or expressing them or both or none? Great question. Real, real quick, let me touch on something. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine line because you're 100% right. Men have it so hard. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially black men. Oh, absolutely. Hands down, without a shadow of a doubt. And, and we have, man, it's hard to be a man yeah. and a black man. The, the 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 fine line though is while we don't want to bash men and, I, and we're not bashing men yeah, of course yeah, we have to accept truth Woo! and as men we must if if we want to be men and be the heads and be all that we are, all that we want to be called and looked at as we got to be able to take it on the chin when we get bashed absolutely but see, and, and what I mean by bashing is held accountable. And it's not really bashing. So we don't want to say that. Right. Let's say held accountable. To held the standard. Yeah. To the standard. That's the problem. People don't yes. have a, we, the men, we don't have a, men don't have a standard. Brother, what you're talking about, man, that, 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 that's deep, man. That's real stuff. And I tell people all the time, I'm men, because I work with men. The truth hurts. I get it. But my man, the truth is the truth. So yeah. once you know the truth, you can do something about the truth with the truth. Come right. on, and I and, and I can't hold nobody. I can't hold no man to any standards they didn't agree to. Absolutely. So so for a lot of us men, we have to be willing to be taught the standard mm. and and agree to live up to that standard. But we got to be humble enough to be taught. Absolutely. And, and we got to be humble enough to just say, yo, I don't know how to do that. I don't care if you're 50, 60, 100, 20. Like, as a man, when I was in my 20s, I had to say, you know what, Pastor? I don't know how to do that. And as a man, I got to be willing to admit that and learn from somebody. And seek out that knowledge. Seek out. Like, because if you see somebody down the road from you, somebody further down the road, and he's doing the things that you want, had the things that you want, why not ask, hey, I'm struggling in this area. I see you got it going on in this area. How do I get from where I am right now to where you're at? What steps? Because it's all about a system, a plan, knowing what steps to take. And mentors, coaches, pastors, leaders can give you that. But you it's two P it, yeah. It's two P words that plague men. I can't say the first one. I got yeah, well you, we know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but, but the second one is pride. Yeah. Well, but, but, well, but, but you did ask me a question about the emotions. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that because I want all men to understand that we don't bash each other, but we hold each other to a standard. Yes, sir. And an expectation. Um, and we have to all be willing to do that. But but as far as my emotion, we're not going to sugarcoat around it to make you feel comfortable in your complacency and mediocrity. That's not it. Not at all. Yeah. And, it, and if you get mad at me, want to fight me, want to kill me because of the truth, then that shows where oh, we are as men. Hold on. Hit him with the line. Me. Hit him with the line. You got a line on it. You got a line. I forget the line, but you got a line about that. If the truth hurts, then I'm probably talking to you or something like that. If you're in your feelings or something like that, you say, oh, yeah. If yeah. you and your feelings, you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. If you and your feelings, you're probably not free. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but you know, I used to be a very emotional person. Mm. I used to have and an you, anger problem. Okay, I'm about to say when you say emotional, break that down. Yeah, I used to have. I used to be real insecure. I used to be real uh, uh, angry. I used to have trouble controlling my emotions and my feelings. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, I forget the exact question you asked me, but. Was it harder um, for you to identify those emotions or express them? Yes, it, it, it was harder for me to identify it because I had no clue of what to call it. I, I thought it was just normal. Yeah. So our emotions are normal because God gave them to us. But, but our emotions are indicators. It, it, they shouldn't be triggers. My feelings are an indicator of a thing. It shouldn't be the trigger by which I behave. And, 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 and so the issue is, if I'm feeling anger, I need to identify why I'm angry identify why I'm angry and let it be the identifier so that I can fix the problem. Not let it, not let it manipulate me and control me to the point where I act out from it. Yeah. And so for me, it was harder to identify like how to like um, channel or how to, you know, figure out like why, like learning how to, I'll say it this way, thoughts, feelings, and emotions are the center of who we are. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get them under control or learn how to manage them, you'll never have control of your life. And you'll always be a slave to how you feel. So that's what I tell people. You need to learn how to control your emotions. Like I tell people all the time, brother, like, feelings aren't the enemy. You're allowed to feel what you feel. You're allowed to use your feelings to identify, like you said, identify. The trick is, not to allow your feelings to dictate your behavior. You have to learn how to not to be a slave to your feelings and the people and things that put you in your feelings. The, the, the only way you can change how you feel is to change how you think. Mindset, yeah, starts with your perception. Yeah, yeah. How you see yourself, life, how you see the situation, yep. Yeah, life, life, life creates our thought process. Mm -hmm. If I grew up, um, in a home that was abusive, my thought patterns and my paradigm, the way I think, is shaped around abuse. Absolutely. So how I think about abuse then dictates how I feel. Absolutely. And that feeling then produces a behavior. So it's like a triangle, right? You got thoughts, feelings, behavior, back to thoughts. Feelings, behavior, back to thoughts. And so what I, help, what I help people understand is you can never change how you feel until you change how you, how you think. Mm -hmm. But you can never change how you behave until you change how you feel. Absolutely. So, so for example, what's your favorite food? I'll say fettuccine Alfredo. Great choice, right? <laughs> so from where? From what restaurant? Olive Garden. All right, Olive Garden. So when you think about fettuccine Alfredo, what happens? I get excited, brother. Like get excited, yeah. right? So how you think about Alfredo puts a feeling in you. Absolutely. And, and sometimes that feeling says, you know what? I'm gonna go get me some Alfredo. Mm -hmm. That's that's the action. That's the behavior. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about doo doo? 
<laughs> my, look, so everything you hear just turn. You talking about doo doo? We want from my Fredo to do to to doo doo. Everything you hear just gonna like, ah, whoa, bro, what you? You know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah. so, 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 watch the logic. Mm -hmm. The way you think, the way you think about waste, that's it dictates how you feel about waste. Yeah. And it doesn't motivate you to do anything to touch it or be around mm -hmm. it or, mm -hmm. or have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cause you to do anything when you see it. If anything, it makes you just turn away and be like, ah, and flush it, right? Right. Now, this is an extreme example, but, but here's the point. Whatever irritates a person, there's a thought pattern behind it. Absolutely. That, that leads to a feeling that leads to a behavior you don't change how you view the thing that frustrates you irritates you pokes your buttons gets on your nerves if you don't change how you see those things it's always going to produce a feeling that will motivate you to behave or react so eventually how you think about a person is going to cause you to feel negative towards them and then eventually cuss them out because you can't take no more all because you did not do anything to manage or develop self-control when it comes to your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Absolutely. Once again, it all comes down to how you view your feelings. A lot of people, a lot of men either want to try to avoid their feelings or suppress their feelings. I tell them, like, yo, stop playing emotional dodgeball, trying to dip, dive, dodge, duck what you feel. And learn, learn to acknowledge, to accept, to express, and then take action to work through because emotion, we're supposed to be in emotion. We're supposed to be in motion, working through the feelings, not sitting in them. Because when we sit in them, they fester, they grow. And if you don't manage them, believe me, they're going to manage you and they're going to come out in the wrong way against the wrong people. And it's mainly yeah. people that we're closest to, that we're more comfortable with because we're safe. Yeah. And, and that's how you and that's how you get into this this and that's how you get into this uh, reality where you treat strangers better than you treat your own family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, there's no, and, and, there, and treating strangers good is a good thing. Treating the people close to you bad is the, is, is, is the issue. Yeah. So, for example, you'll be patient with people you don't know. Yeah. But you'll be like, it, it's the classic example of taking your feelings out on the person that you claim you love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The the person who made you mad, you quiet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got nothing. yeah. But you come home, you come home with all your drama, your issues, your problems, and you vent all of that and get attitudes and snappy towards the person you you laying down with. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, how does that work? Yeah, that, that's tough, man. It's that's it's a tough. twist. It's a it's a twisting of the mind. We had we live in a twisted reality. Absolutely. So with that being said, what's one piece of advice? If you just had to tell men one thing regarding masculinity, humility versus humiliation, what is one thing you would tell men today? Surrender. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Surrender. The word, the word, um, the word surrender um, is applicable to every area of any man's life. The, the thing is, being a man, being, being tough and, and, and being a provider and, and all these things that we categorize as men is great. Yeah. But your greatest strength is your ability to surrender. Yeah. Um, now, for me, that's surrendering to God. Mm -hmm. and, and I would encourage everybody, all men, to, to take that route. Yeah. The, but the reality is, is that, like, for example, I tell women all the time that I counsel and that I coach and that I teach and train, stop submitting to a man who's not submitted to anybody. Woo. Woo. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can you submit to somebody who has no rele relegation of authority? Mm. When, when he gets out of line, who's going to check him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if, if he's a loose cannon, and he just start beating on you, well, you submitted to the one that's beating on you. So now what? Where's his hold? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Every man needs that one thing more powerful than them that can 
snap them out of whatever it is that they're in. And, and that's the issue with a lot of our men. We have to learn to surrender. Brother, that's, that's deep. And that's something we can talk about for a whole nother hour. I want to yes, ask sir. you one last question, brother. This is, and, and I, I kind of know because I see it firsthand. I see where you came from to where you are now. But I want you to let the people know, man, as a man, as a man of faith, as a husband, as a one-day father, that's what's in your card. What type of legacy are you leaving in this world? Man, that's yeah. Now, yeah. Now, listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, listen. or I know you like talking about yourself. No, 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 oh. no, no. Oh, Trust okay. me, you asked you ask the perfect question. Okay. I I don't aim to leave a legacy outside of when you say my name. Is Jesus Christ the first thought that comes to your mind? Mm. That's my only legacy. Mm. That, that's my only legacy. I got a song where I talk about that. Um, I haven't released it yet. Oh, come um, on, man. Come on, man. Stop sitting on them. Stop sitting on yeah. them. Come on, man. But what's funny about this record is, is maybe, maybe I need to release this. Because on the record, what I'm really just saying is, um, <clears throat> you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about living beyond... What I'm really talking about is the hyphen between my birth date and my end date. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? What, that's what really matters. In the, in the song, in the hook, the hook talks about, I want to live forever. Right. And leave, a, and leave a legacy and memories. But, but, but at the end of the song, I give you the highlight of what my legacy aims to be. Mm. And that legacy that I aim to leave is, if you say my name or see my name or mention my name, the next thing that you think about, literally a second later, I want you to think, this man lived for Christ and he and he and he brought others to Christ. Because that's, that's the only all, legacy I desire. That's all encompassing right there. To be honest with you. Like I, I get it. I I feel you where you at. That's all encompassing. Let me tell you something, man. I really appreciate you coming on, I appreciate this dialogue. I appreciate your experiences and perspective, man, and standing, not only standing in your truth, but speaking and being vocal with your truth at a time where the truth ain't the truth anymore. You understand what I'm saying? At a time where it's more about popularity and getting along, you know, getting along to go along. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or go along to getting along. So. For a man to be vocal about his standards and what's right and what is the truth and standing in it, that's an amazing thing, man. And I appreciate a young brother like you doing that because you're paving the way. Yeah, you're paving the way for other men to do that, for other men to feel comfortable. This is what this is about. It's putting it out there, man, breaking down this false sense of masculinity. You understand? I'm changing the narrative of what a man is because what you're doing is powerful. And it's not what we were taught when we were coming up. It's not what you see in the current culture. It's not the norm. Yeah. But it is right. You understand what I'm saying? It is right. Yeah. I tell you all the time that every time I listen to your CD, it's a new song that jumps out to me. So, you know, you had blackout. I'm blackout for a while. So I yeah. just kind of hooked on that again the last couple of days, right? I just been banging that. Today, for some reason, now I listen to your whole album through all the time. It's constantly on repeat. Nope. Nope stood out to me today. That joint, right? And I listened to it, and I, but today it hit me hard. I'm not going back. I'm not like, nope. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, you, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm doing that. So, it's like the world, the world, the world is in our ear. Give up. Nope. Nope. Lit yeah. up. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So like when I when I made the record, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the studio in my well, actually I'm in my living room. Yeah. And, Cause my uh producer flew out to Vegas and he set up in my in my family room. Okay. And I, I, I'm listening to the record and I'm like, no, my bad, no. 
it was a producer I connected with off YouTube. Okay. So uh, when I got the when I got the record, I was sitting in my living room, and uh, I was you know and I was listening. To I was like, I ain't living broke, working that a nine to five. No, nope, I ain't living chat to chat just to stay alive. Like I started thinking about all of the parameters by which the world has systematically yes. trapped us. You know, you know, divorce and and hatred and lies and all the things the enemy has has you know flashed before us with our own insecurities, our own deficiencies, our own failures. Like, and and so what I'm saying in the song is, I'm not, I'm not, I I made my mistakes, I made my choices, I made, I had my failures. No, no, no more. I'm no longer living or being bound by that you know mm -hmm. so it's like even in the song it's like even in the song where i'm talking about just being myself and, and understanding how people are like that's one thing in my journey of life so far is like i had to i had to master people yeah i had i had to learn to understand that there's a nuance to people and how they were made Absolutely. and how they and how they talk how they walk how they live how they breathe how they move like like I'm not mad at people who are backstabbers. I'm not mad at people who don't know how to be loyal. I'm not mad at people who are uh, like, I understand that there's nuances to each person and that there's a story behind it and that there's an ignorance to it and that there's a lack of understanding. Like there's an empathy that we have to have as people. And, and so I'm sharing all this on these records. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it is what it is, you know what I mean? So. It's just one of them things where, like, even on the record, I said, um, you know, people are going to find a reason not to like you. People are going to find a reason to hate you. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Some people ain't going to give you credit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter. I don't, I don't, bro, I don't pay people's rent. Yeah. Yeah. And they turn around and be like, you ain't never did nothing for me. <laughs> you can't make everybody happy, bro. That's why, yeah, you, yeah. What? Yeah. And and I and I had to learn it's okay because that's just it's well it's not okay, but that's how people are. And I had to accept that. Yeah. And you I, gotta you got you gotta yeah. accept if I can give anybody a piece of advice, learn to accept people where they are today. Yeah. Yeah. And and stop living based on where you want them to be tomorrow. That's what that that's because the expectations. You got your high expectations and high attachment, and that's when you get that disappointment. And look, brother, you you dropped a lot of powerful dimes tonight, man, some gems. Um, I can't wait for this to air. Um, I, I'm super excited, brother. Um, let the people know where they can reach you at, man. Let the people know about anything you got going on right now. You know, we you just dropped the album a little bit ago, but let people know any upcoming projects, where they can reach yeah. you at. Let them know about the TRM, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can reach me at uh, artist artist seven Anderson dot com, a r t i s t the number seven Anderson a n d e r s o n dot com. You can find me any and everywhere from that website. Get you some awesome. merch. I got my free shirt. You okay. Can get you a free you get you a free shirt off the website. I definitely um, order one, brother. The Renaissance Movement. Uh, that's my nonprofit where we're uh, revitalizing Kingdom Living, uh, and our aim is to really um, um, cultivate uh, individuals, cultivate uh, families, and cultivate communities. Because we believe, we truly believe that if you can um, um, revitalize the person, you can revitalize the home, you can revitalize the marriage, you can revitalize the family, and then revitalize the community. And a lot of times we're trying to do it backwards. We're trying to, we're trying to change the community without dealing with the person Absolutely. that's screwing up the community. Absolutely. And so that's the Renaissance movement. You can download our app at TRM Global. Um, just download the app TRM Global. And if you're in Vegas, select TRM Vegas Campus. If you are outside of Vegas, select TRM Global Campus. And um, yep, boom, that's where we are. Oh, The Anderson's Life. Follow me and my wife on Facebook, Instagram at The Anderson's Life. We just dropped our premiere uh, reality show vlog. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um, and so we got a lot of great stuff, man. A lot of the good things moving. Just trying to impact the community and the culture. Young brother, keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm so proud and humbled and 
just I admire you, man. Like I admire your movement. I I, I seen you from a pup. You know what I mean? And watched you come up. Yep. And I, I'm so happy to see your your growth, to see your success, but also to see you are on fire for Christ-like living. And that's yes, the most sir. important thing I take from this. So, brother, keep doing what you're doing. I wish you nothing but the best. The best. Once I'm able to get out to Vegas, I'm definitely going to come holler at you. I'm waiting for, yes, this, sir. for this Rona. <laughs> you know, Rona, Rona got things a little tight right now as far as just, <laughs> just traveling, man. Like, I ain't really been nowhere all summer. But, brother, not to take away from the powerful things you said, I wish you the best, man, especially to you, your wife, and everything you got going on, man. You keep marching and keep doing what you're doing, brother. My bad. Somebody it, called me. It's all good, but look. <laughs> I was hey, hoping. I was like, yo, I, I almost made it. Yeah. Almost made it. My phone didn't ring one time. Hey, you did good, man. We went on a whole hour. I didn't think we was going to be on this long, brother. But look, I appreciate you. I salute you, sir. I Keep salute going. you too, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Hey. Hey. I'm here, my brother. I love you. Yes, you guess you are enough. I just want to be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man.